Hello, Fight Inside fans, viewers, and listeners of the Filipino podcasting machine, Prince E.D., and with me as always, the man formerly known as Timbo Slice, Timmy B. Before we start, please take a moment to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you get your pods and leave five-star reviews. If you'd like to support the show, check out MiddaySquares.com and use code FIGHTINSIGHT15 to save 15% on your first order. On today's episode, we talk to UFC legend turned coach turned judge, Frank Mir, Jim Slums, preview font versus Aldo, and a whole lot more. Tim, hit it! All right, our guest today is a true legend and pioneer of mixed martial arts with 49 fights, 33 victories, 22 finishes, and he was the recipient of six fight bonuses during his time with the UFC which began in 2005 when he won Tough Season 2. Prince, one of my favorite moments is when he said, Luke, I am your father, right before it started, man. That was the best. He fought for the lightweight title and is the former king of the cage lightweight champion. He's now heading up the BJJ program at both Dan Henderson's Athletic Fitness Center and Cobra Kai Victorville. He's recently completed the Herb Dean Judging Certification Program. So we want to um, talk to him about that figure out what that's all about from Temecula, California, ladies and gentlemen, or sorry, Temecula, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast. Oh, here we go. Joe Daddy Stevenson. Hey guys, how you doing? How you How's doing, you Joe? Doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you what, so much for coming. What have you guys done today so far? What time is it over in Toronto? You guys are on East Coast time? Yeah, yeah. Eastern Standard Time. It's 5 p.m. So we've both just finished our work days, Joe. And uh, all day, I was just looking forward to talking to you, man. Oh, that's awesome. That legitimately makes me feel good. Thank yeah. You. Joe, I got to tell you something right now, man. When my dad sees this, he's going to freak because we we watched the Ultimate Fighter 2 season. And to have you on, it's a, it's a big, big honor, buddy. So we appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate it. It's um, The Ultimate Fighter is an amazing experience. It helps you develop because you don't have your normal coaches around you may learn some stuff. Um, you may also have to learn that you have to rely on yourself. You know, you have to, you have to be able to make the right choices. That's it. Yeah. That's it. No, that's crazy, Joe. And it's, and it's amazing. You know, we reached out to our fans on Instagram and we were asking people like, Hey, did you watch Joe Stevenson live in the finale? And I just want to show a little picture here because it's amazing. You know, the world is changing. So this is an awesome poster that was put together by MMA social squad, but 62% said they didn't watch the live finale. I mean, that just shows like how many more fans have come into MMA over these last several years. Right. Well, I think too, I mean, that was back. What? Let's see. The finale was 2006, 2005, I think so. 2005 2006. Yeah. So th this sport, when I first started in like 99, my first fight, we were saying, oh, it's going to be the biggest, it's the fastest growing sport. And everyone was saying behind NASCAR. And then it became, no, it's the fastest building sport. So it's had nothing but momentum to be, you know, to develop into what it is now. And the fact that back in the day when you saw somebody with cauliflower ear or a tap out shirt, you'd be like, all right, that guy knows what's up. Now <laughs> that guy just might've got it because at Ross, you can find him sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. I mean, it's it's amazing where you came, but you're a head coach, as I was saying in the intro, what people may not know about Joe Daddy Stevenson is that you transitioned into being a head coach at Dan Henderson's, which is a crazy, fantastic gym. 
right? With lots of killers there, lots of great athletes. Our former guest of the podcast, Matt Queso Padilla, trains with you. He says nothing but the kindest things wow. about you and Sam. Um, do the people that train under you, I mean, you're teaching kids and stuff like that. Do they know who you are? Do they know your your legacy and like what, what um, you've accomplished? Some of the students do. It's really cool because like a couple of the students, they'll come up and like, I Googled you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's cool. I try not to, you know, like rely on people to come in and do class because of who I am. I want them to do class because they want to get better and because they want to do their very best. And then I, I'm really good at bringing that out. I'm everyone needs to be coached differently. Some people need to be positively reinforced. Some people need negative reinforcement. Some people need to be pushed um, the whole time. Some people you don't talk to them barely. Everyone's different, and you got to figure out the formula to help develop them to like be their best. When you coach, you're really helping people get their dreams. Everyone, like anyone's real dream is to be the champ or to be the best pound for pound. So these are ideas that they have, and it's your job to try to help them reach them. Hey, Joe, quick question. Do you do you ever tell any of your, your, your students to do the scarecrow? Sometimes for fun. Yeah. Um, it, they'll, they'll talk. It's not – it takes two people to do that. You, you yeah, need yeah, somebody yeah. that can support your weight for – extended amount it did held me for like an hour and 45 minutes like 204 listen yeah, joe that was a classic when i when i looking back at that i'm just like i can't even believe you pulled that off and this 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 like when you got to the ninth and ninth rep i was like i this is crazy unreal yeah the, yeah there was back in the day you know super competitive and when you learn to use your body properly, it's not too hard to do that. You you really got to get a feel. You know, like, do you guys train? Have you guys rolled? In yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys ever close your eyes when you're wrestling? Mm, I, no? Close I your eyes. Yeah. Because it's going to help you feel your opponent's reaction. You're going to be able to say, oh, wait, I feel intensing here. So that means he's about to do something here. And if you can recognize that beforehand, you're a move ahead of them. Nice. That's awesome, Joe. Joe, yeah. there's a lot of Star Wars, like Star Wars connections. They close your eyes, use the force. Right? Feel it, it man. Helps because you want as much as your body that you can to be on top of your opponents, you know, stapling an arm down, stapling their leg down, because that allows you to feel where their energy is. Like, oh, this guy's about to explode. Hook his legs. Stay on top base out things like that those are important that's amazing joe joe i do have to ask you before we ask you about the judging stuff which is like so interesting but you coach at a gym that's cobra kai victorville and it's like the legit cobra kai logo how does how does that work out like that's so crazy that you can go to an actual canada and we're under sim go in las vegas he uh Mark Lehman was the original creator of Cobra Kai. You know, I believe trademarked it and everything. And oh. Sim is, Sim is, I'm underneath Sim technically and Lovato. Yeah. So, but it is pretty darn cool to, to be the official. Yeah. And, and like, it, did your, I mean, did the Cobra Kai gym get massively more popular when the show came out? Because now you've got the Cobra Kai television show people must recognize it even more so now, it's right? It's really weird because people will call, like, and, you know, their kids or sometimes 
adults that are maybe just crazy and they'll, they'll ask for certain people. Like uh, we actually have Google reviews. Our gym's review is lowered because somebody's like, no, there's sensei. I punched this kid in the parking lot. <laughs> no, Joe. Like, don't oh, swear. That, you could Google that. That's on Google. That's and so funny. You don't even just have that, but then you have people that come in. Like one time, one of the kids called and he was like, Does anyone from actual the actual show train there? I was like, Well, Paul, Hus- uh, Paul from he played Keith on Kingdom. He's okay, been to yep. him a couple of times. Super cool dude. Super nice guy. And I, I think in Cobra Kai, he played Stingray. And yes, that's right. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? Stingray has been here. Like, no way. It's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's right. Because Stingray was in uh, Warrior. That's and cute. for those... Yeah, and for those that don't know, uh, Joe is talking about Warrior. It's an MMA show that Joe... Oh, Kingdom. You, Kingdom, yeah, no, sorry, no, Kingdom. War, yeah, Warrior yeah, was sorry. a great movie. Yeah, where is the other one? Uh, sorry, Kingdom. And Kingdom, you were brought on just to be the coordinator, but then they ended up keeping you, and then it was supposed to be like just a few episodes, and then you ended up staying on all three seasons. Yeah, I was supposed to come on and be... First, my job was to train the actors and get them ready, and then be a choreographer. And then um, we, and then I also was like a technical advisor, you know, yeah, like yeah. you say what you would and wouldn't do. And then they just threw me in the scene on the first episode. It was kind of cool. And they called me Joe Daddy. And yeah. uh, I have the, the Miata. The, at the end of the show, they're like, do you want anything? I was like, I would love the car. And <laughs> I was able to buy it from them for a very reasonable $50. And it's, nice. it's awesome. My son, I gave it to my oldest son, who's a Marine now, to drive. That's he, amazing. He jacked it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, Joe. So, Joe, um, you know, one of the things that started going crazy over social media was when you posted a photo with you holding your Herb Dean judge slash uh, judge slash referee certificate. And people were people were reporting it all different. They're like, Joe Daddy's going to be a ref. And then it was Joe Daddy's going to be a judge. Well, but dude, to- so just getting people to talk about it, isn't that a good idea? Like the fact that right now, like you guys are like, well, what does that mean? Why does it say ref? Yeah, to yeah. To be a judge, you have to be a ref. Like, I mean, to be a ref, you have to be certified to be a judge. Okay. Like, is the sole arbiter, like they're in charge of everything at that moment when the fight is started. But necessarily, if you're a judge, doesn't mean that you can be a ref. You still have to, there's other things involved to referee. You have to be versed. What if somebody holds on to a submission? What do you, you right, how right. are you going to take that submission off? Um, mm-hmm. So there's so much, the fact that you're talking about it and people are talking about it, that's great. I just wanted to be a judge that I've been on many split decisions. Sometimes I got them. Sometimes I didn't. And I know that when you're on that other end and you hear that decision and it goes the other way, but in your head, you saw everything that you did, right. That you're like those judges, they don't know what they're talking about. I don't need to improve on anything. I'm going to go drink a beer and sulk and get back to doing just being the same person, you know, or, Hopefully they can be like, you know, Joe, I know Joe's been in the sport a long time. He coaches the youth um, team for the United States. He's coached a long time and maybe take some thought and say, okay, well, what do I need to do to improve? Uh, I think that would be awesome. No, that's amazing. That's Joe. So, 
So did so did you did you do the course just so that you could understand more for your fighters and so that you can understand it from that aspect or was it also to actually do it at some point? Well, first and foremost, to better understand it for the fighters because nice, nice. knowing the rules very important. There's only two states in the United States that if a fight goes over the like so say the fight goes halfway then you can go to the scorecards. In all right. the other states, you have to complete the round. Otherwise, it's going to be a no contest or um, or disqualification. So you don't right. go to scorecards. So you learn so much. You learned that it's like effective striking and grappling. First criteria for a round. Second criteria. All right. Who is the aggressor? Third criteria. Ring gentlemanship or cage control. Who is on top? Who put their who forced their will on the other person? So there's so much that goes into it. And so, you know, I think what a lot of people really liked when they saw the news that you were doing it is they were like, oh, this is it. This is gonna start the trend of where we get former fighters, pro fighters starting to go into judging or refereeing. And I think that's what a lot of people want to see because they want to say, hey, I want people who know it firsthand the sport to be the ones making those decisions because so many times you know uh people will complain about the refing or the judging and they'll say that there's problems you know this judge doesn't know that and how could they score it like that but is that but, but think about it in each state you have your own commission so your own set of judges so yeah. you're going to run into that problem over and over and over and is this a good thing that a former fighter is doing it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, will this help other fighters do it? Hopefully. And, yeah. Um, otherwise, we're going to be find ourselves in 10 years saying, that's such a bad call. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. could either be that guy or you could go get certified and, and, and not volunteer. I think yeah. you get paid. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. So what, so what is the process? Like, will, will you start being, have you started judging any, any competitions? Oh, I got today, I'm supposed to do a zoom call with the California athletic commission. And after I do that, um, I'll be certified with them because I've already got certified through a course with her Dean and some great guys. And after that point, I guess I'll probably maybe shadow a couple times and then actually judge. Uh, I know that I actually try, it's called camo here in California. It's the amateur um, leagues. I've already, I've already got my shirt. <laughs> I just don't have a free weekend. Yeah. You can't work an event that you have a guy fighting in and you're cornering. <laughs> so that's, and that's what I was going to ask the, when the judges go there for an event, you're there for all the fights during that event, or do they change the judges out depending on the fight? Well, that depends on the promotion. So remember, you have one fight camp, you have another fight camp, you have the promotion, and you have the commission. So you have four different bodies. So it kind mm. of all like depends on the situation. Mm, okay. And so obviously, one of the things is like you can't judge your own fighter, like one of your own students. But over time, you know, a lot of people may train with you, Joe. Like it might get to the point where... If you were really I told myself I would never judge somebody that I've cornered. Okay. So uh, other than that, I should be able to fairly 
and and I think I have a good enough reputation to, if anything, not just like I feel like I might even judge too hard on the person I know because <laughs> that you know, and they have to know that too, and they should accept it. But like, I'm definitely going to be fair. There's criteria that has to be met. And right. um, as far as like, you know, arguing it to people and stuff, I can, I'll always say what I've done. You know, this is why. But I you can't argue because the 10 point must system and the three judges, the whole thing about that to make it professional is like you have three different people's opinions yeah. from three different angles watching the same fight. Yeah. You know, and hopefully they're all well trained. What was the what was the most surprising thing that you learned when you did the course? Was there anything that shocked um, you that you, you weren't aware of? No, because I've been doing it, you know, professionally since I was 16 years old and I'm 39, so <laughs> for a long time. But I did learn a couple of the little ins and outs, like, you know, the ABC commission is going to make the rules, um, California um, tends to do really well when it comes to being ahead of the curve and innovators with rules. Um, you learn that just because you're the, you're starting a referee doesn't mean you're going to start refereeing right away. You'll probably shadow a referee and then start on some lower fights. You, you work your way up because you have to build the credibility to it. Nice. Joe, actually, I wanted to ask you, so, like, I mean, your background is, you're a fighter, but what are some of the judges that you've met? What are some of the backgrounds that you've seen? There was uh, some guys that were ro that rolled. There was a few guys that, you know, had kickboxing experience. There was a mm. few guys from law enforcement and military. There was uh, one paramedic. Um, so everyone from different, and that's what you have to understand when you're watching a fight. It's like, maybe these guys didn't, I think now the quality of judges is way better, by the way, than back in the day, because I've been yep. doing it since 99. Yeah. However, we, are there problems? Will it work itself out eventually? Yeah, for sure. It's funny you say about, you know, being ahead of the curb and, and you know, new things coming. What about open scoring? I, that's something that people are talking about. You hear Joe Rogan talk about it sometimes. And I think what that means is that at the end of every round, the judges announce their score, not announce it, but like the scores are shown in between rounds. So the fighters and the coaches, they know how the judges are scoring. Are you a fan of that? I'm not against it. Um, I think it's something that needs to happen. And, but I am not, there's also some negatives. It's like now all of a sudden your fighter does know he's up for sure. And he goes out there and just runs away the whole Coast. time and then maybe gets caught or something. So, there are some negatives, but there's also positives, like uh, being able to say, no, for sure you lost that one. We have to win this round to win the fight. Yeah. And there's a benefit to that because now the fighter, you get so tired, so exhausted that the person that you're looking at that's talking to you that you probably love and they love you, that you're like, I don't know. I think <laughs> you think that I saw it different. Yeah, but yeah. now you have open scoring. You're like, no. <laughs> it's right there see oh okay yeah. cool yeah 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 that's crazy joe quote, fatigue makes cowards of all men and that was on my gym's wall when i was a kid and i never forgot it nice joe 
Joe, I know you're yeah. short on time. You're going out actually to teach a kid's class soon. We did ask some for some fan questions. Do you mind if we ask you a few? Yeah, let's do a few questions and then we'll we'll call it and I'll go yell at some kids. <laughs> Joe, I really, I really appreciate you talking about the judging though. It's so interesting. Uh, the first question is from my wife, Aaron's S2. She asked, Did blonde did blonde Brunson steal your look? Um, no, with the blonde hair, like yeah, yeah. I, I copied that from Kevin Randleman, and Kevin uh, was my friend. Uh, oh, really? So, yeah, so you can't steal something that's not yours. It's like when somebody right. uh, like cheats on you. You're like, yeah, they were never yours. You know, yeah, don't, yeah. don't, don't waste your time. All right. All right. The next question is from at Johnny five. Sorry, I made it dark. No, no, that's okay, Joe. The next question is from at Johnny fives. They ask, you were great in warrior. Uh, sorry, they, you were great in kingdom. Why did I write that? Are you gunning for a spot on Cobra Kai? Oh, well, no. At, at the time, a lot of the people from Kingdom kind of went over that were working in the film, and they asked me if I wanted to throw my name in that. And I grew up watching Cobra Kai, uh, watching The Karate Kid, you know, Karate and Kid, that yeah. inspired me. If you were to watch my fight scenes, it would look nothing like, you know, it looks like now. And it, right. it deserves to look like that. So I specifically didn't even go out for it when offered, uh, like, like, you know, a face-to-face -face. okay okay because i i would love to see you in that joe i mean the show has well, taken I off i want to watch it <laughs> yeah yeah you, that's can't be, you can't see you know what i mean if you're yeah. involved in it you know it's like ah, i'm not gonna watch it yeah um at men at many faces asks who are some up-and-coming prospects that we should be on the lookout for well as far as like the kids because i coach kids there's so many kids that the U.S. has right now that are winning the IMAF World Championships and that are fighting adults as kids. There's, yeah. there's, I could just list, could go on forever. Um, prospects, you know, that aren't in the UFC that are about to be in and make a loud noise, small pokes. Um, everyone else, you know, is pretty accomplished right now. And as far as my amateurs go, there's a kid named Tony, there's a kid named Rashad that are just sick and good. Nice, nice. And you train, you coach with, or and Sam Alvey has now moved, right? But you used yeah. to coach a lot with him? Yeah, like, I, well, I'd see him every Monday and Wednesday and sometimes Fridays when he would come up. And it, it was a pleasure because Sam's awesome. I definitely miss him. But when yeah. you hear him laugh, you feel his warmth and you smell him. It's really nice. weird. <laughs> um joe again we really appreciate you coming on i mean with the whole judging thing we wonder like how that's gonna go but i think like you said people were so excited to know that you were a judge that that, that knew that you were getting into it i think it gives people a lot of hope and aspirations for like where the sport is gonna go and even in hearing what you're saying like that the other students in the class with you were people of martial arts or law enforcement or whatever like people that have some sort of passion in it or have grown up with it in some form i think that's really inspiring i think people are really going to take a lot away from that the people that care when they care about something they're going to put their time and effort into it you know just like i try to make all my students fall in love with jujitsu and training because when you fall in love with it you treat it right you don't mm -hmm. treat it wrong and that's important yeah, that's true, Joe. Joe, before we let you go, is there anything um, that you want to say or anything that you want to shout out? 
Um, no, God bless everyone. Aaron uh, Williams is fighting Saturday at King of the Cage. Um, I'm excited. He's defending his world championship belt. Nice. Uh, I've coached him since he was a little kid. I love that guy. So it's going to awesome. be great. Awesome. Well, good luck to him. Uh, Joe, we'll put you, all your contact information in the show notes for people to find you. If you don't already follow Joe, do it. <laughs> Joe, we were watching, I, Prince and I rewatched uh, some tough season two episodes. It's so crazy. It's not even in widescreen. That's how long ago it was that you were thrilling us all. That's awesome. So that, was that was great fun, man. Joe, thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate your time. No Have problem. A Have a good one, guys. God bless. See All the best, buddy. Girls. All right, man. Wow. What, a, what a great guy. Joe, Joe Daddy Stevenson, one of my favorites of all time. I mean, totally one of my favorites of all time. Love that guy. Joe Daddy, wow. And like I find like, like he's so inspirational, eh? Like I even the way yeah. he speaks, he's so passionate about his job. He's so passionate about what he's doing now. Like he's gonna definitely make some positive in, influences uh, being a new judge, right? So yeah, yeah hopefully we get to see him up there. Yeah, and I hope you know. I like what he said about the open scoring too, because I think I would like to see that. I know what he's saying about like, if you're up two rounds, then maybe on the third one, you just kind of run around. But he, he added mm -hmm. a nice twist. Cause he's like, you're going to run around, maybe let your guard down and then get knocked out. It's not just mm -hmm. about the fact that you might run away and make the fight boring. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. I wonder. So, I mean, if the, the open scoring, I mean, it would, they would, it would show which judge scored what, right? I think it's going to show, I, yeah, I don't know, it might anonymize, but it would show you the score. So you know that all three judges have scored you winning the first two rounds. So then you're wow. in the third round and you're like, okay, well, I just need to not get knocked out and I win this fight. Mm -hmm. So it might change things, but yeah, eh, we'll I, see. I'm sure, yeah, in the begin, I'm sure in the beginning it might make things a little bit weird, but aside from mm -hmm. that, Prince, do you want to announce to people, and thank you to anybody that's joining the show because Joe Daddy Stevenson was here. Welcome to the show. Prince, let people know who we have next week on the show. Okay, guys. So big announcement. So we have for our next show for next week, we've got Chris the Beast Boy Barnett. <laughs> so for those that don't know Chris the Beast Boy Barnett, what hole are you living under? But that's this guy. That is literally a photo of a heavyweight doing a leaping somersault in the middle of the air. Two words, guys. Spinning wheel kick. Yeah. So Chris Barnett joins the show next week. Prince, so excited to talk to him, man. Uh, we'll just, I mean, we just don't know a lot about him, right? We just know that he's some crazy guy that dances to the ring and seems to be having a hell of a lot of fun. And he moves around like a flyweight. And the, one of the craziest knockouts we've seen in a long time. Like literally that thing is going around social media back and forth. Literally yeah. that kid is like, I think that's one of the first questions we're going to ask. Like, what made you, you know, what made you decide to pull that one off, right? And it stuck and it landed. So agile. I'm so excited. Agile, agile, agile. Um, Prince, to the people that are watching, you know, if you want to support the show, one of the ways that you can do that, of course, aside from following us on social media at Fight Insight Podcast, is to go to MiddaySquares.com. So they have functional chocolate bars. Do you have your thingy there? I don't have mine here. Oh, there you go. Functional chocolate bars. You got to have those. They keep you full for around four hours. They taste amazing. Use code FIGHTINSIGHT15 to save 15% on your first order. Again, that's MiddaySquares.com. So thanks, Prince. 
And flavor, if I had to have to pick it, it'd have to be the peanut butter one. Peanut butter, oh my gosh. Like peanut butter. I like good. the I like the almond. The almond was like a little bit salty. I like mm -hmm. that one. All right, Prince. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? All right, let's talk. Why don't we talk about Frank Near? Oh boy. <laughs> Triller Triad Combat Frank Mir. Whew, this was a toughie, Prince. Um, for those that don't know, Triller had their triad combat. It was fighting in like a triangular ring, right? Like, like a boxing ring, but it was a triangle. Mm -hmm. And the whole event, correct me if I'm wrong, it was boxers versus MMA fighters. Yep. But it was MM, it was uh, boxing rules or something like that. And uh, they were using small gloves, right? Yeah. So they're boxing gloves. It's like if, if anyone's seen it, it, basically what it is, it's it's like a MMA glove, but I guess the the knuckle part's got a little bit more covering, so it covers yeah. all the way through like that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So there was no grabbing or anything like that, yeah. right? And so a couple of big names fought on the card. I think my cat wants to get out of my room. Can you hold on one sec? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> no, it's okay. He's just crawling around. Um, there were a couple of big names on the card. The first one was Mike Perry. So mm -hmm. Mike Perry fought. My cat's going to break everything. Here. Hold on. Mike, um, Mike Perry won, and Mike Perry won a split decision victory, yep. which was crazy for him. So good, good on him. He uh, apparently made like 200 K or something like that, or two, 200, something like that. K a mm -hmm. lot of money. Um, did you watch that fight? I saw the highlights actually, because okay. uh, just because of what happened here, like it's all over yeah, social yeah, yeah. media. That was nuts. And then, the main event, this happened. So I'm going to play a video here. Let's see if this works. And the upper body power and strength. Oh, big right hand. Mears hurt. He's out on his feet. He's out on his feet. Left hook. He's out on his feet. What is Bergliano doing? He's out on his feet. This one's over. Really? For those on audio, obviously follow us on, uh, watch us on YouTube. But that was just the ending sequence where Mir pretty much is like Mortal Kombat style, just like <laughs> on his feet, dizzy. That guy threw that uppercut that missed. Mm -hmm. I mean, had he landed with that, God help him. Like that was brutal. And then he still clips him though with the hard, hard left hook. Yep. And they call it uh, Prince scary moment for yeah it, honestly uh as soon as he started getting wobbly and you see the daze in your eyes it just went in there and stopped the whole thing i, I know he you know he's still standing but man it's those you know those times are dangerous if he lands and then pull off is actually like he knows he knows if he throws another one and he clips him he's gone right yeah i mean i don't know how that guy missed <laughs> yeah <laughs> right because premier is literally standing there hands down dazed and he like whips that uppercut and misses him i mean Holy cow. Really dangerous, man. Did you hear what Sonnen uh, tweeted about or posted? No. He he mentioned, he goes, okay, from, from that was the best acting skill he's ever seen. From zero Tito, he says he rated it at a seven. Who's he what saying he is faking? Mir, Mir is faking? Yeah. What do you think? I don't know, man. That no, I don't think so. Cause that guy went to like murder him after. No, I don't know yeah. it, what. Okay, now that you say that, frick. Now I do think it's fake <laughs> because because the way the guy didn't jump on him, like why mm -hmm. was like Mergliata wasn't stopping the fight, so why wasn't the guy rushing after him, just smashing him? 
and unless he unless he unless he saw how bad it was and is like i don't want to hit this guy anymore man honestly right, it's fake it's fake <laughs> i guess who said it's fake Sunnen. oh chael yep all right you say it with a very asian accent there yeah, sorry uh, i am english is my second language guy sorry about yeah. that uh yeah that was crazy man um I don't know. Do you want to see Frank Mir fight again? Uh, Mir, I think you should. Yeah, let's call it. Let's call it quits. Let's let's focus on something else. That was he just won a fight years. though. He he won a fight on the Jake Paul undercard, right? I yeah, feel like he won his fight there. Boxing. Oh man, I just I you know, know what? I, I don't know who else is he gonna face half of this? Like try it? Are they gonna set up another match? I don't know who who was the guy he was fighting? It's not like any of us really know. You know what I mean? I'm sure some people know. Respectfully, I'm sure they do, but. I don't know. That that's tough, man. Um, the next thing, okay. One thing I just want to quickly shout out is that the day that you're watching this, one uh, FC Grand Prix will finish. So the fight on the day that this comes out on the Friday, there will be a one FC event. It's called Winter Warriors, and the final of the Grand Prix that we had talked about. We obviously had um, Denise Samboanga and Elise Anderson that were in the tournament on our podcast. Stamp versus Ritu Fogat is happening. So the winner of that apparently gets to fight Angela Lee for the title. So if you've been following along on our podcast, if you've been interested how that tournament goes, Friday on YouTube, check it out. Man, what a roller coaster ride. Like, what do you think is going to take it now, Tim? My, you, we would have never thought, we would have never thought this was going to be the finale. Like my logistic, my logistic brain says Ritu is going to take it. She's gonna she's gonna grab stamp. She's gonna put her on the ground. She's gonna side control, and she's gonna grind it out. And she's gonna either either beat her into submission um, or just decision her out. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Ritu's really really strong, man. Stamp is amazing, and I love Stamp. And I'd rather see Stamp versus Angela Lee. Yeah, it'll be a good matchup. But I think Ritu's gonna take it. I'm very worried about Stamp being able to get out from under Ritu. So then, say Ritu makes it to the finals against Lee. I sorry to the final. Yep, yeah, with Lee. Who do you think is going to take it? I think Ritu takes. I think Ritu oh, beats Ritu. Lee. Yeah. Wow! First wow. ever female Indian champion. Indian I think that would be. Yep. And one FC is like you know big in Asia and all that. Their heavyweight champion right now is Bulgar, which is an Indian gentleman. Yes, and so, I think Canadian background too. I think so. I think he's like somehow yes. Canadian Indian and. So then they would have an Indian male champion and an Indian female champion. I mean, crazy for India. That's amazing. But um, sad for Stamp. I like Stamp. If you don't follow Stamp on social media, you got to. She's hilarious. And she does all her dancing and stuff. She's very, uh, very personable on uh, on Instagram. All right, Prince. I want to go to a sad thing, maybe. This is not. This was not on our plan to talk about it, but it just happened today before we um, came online, and that is this weird post from yep. Miko Montagna. You saw this? Yeah, I saw this. Yeah. Yep. So, mm-hmm. guys, I don't know what the hell this is. It says, and for those on audio, it says, "Tonight, Justin Watson stood on my neck and stomped my face." in then kept kicking me and shoving my hair into his fist and the corner of the bed frame i got away for a second to run down the hall screaming for my life as he tried to drag me grab me back luckily someone from the hotel heard my screams and came to my rescue i'm stuck in texas not knowing where he is 
uh, I'm in the hospital. I'm so lucky to have the technique and strength that I have to have defended myself. I mean, really scary shit. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I I'm shocked. And then you remember how we, in last podcast, a couple of podcasts, we're talking about abuse and verbal abuse, physical abuse. Yep. Now this is coming to light, right? So yeah, that's yeah. really scary, man. And Nico Montagna, what a you know, she's had such an unfortunate um, career in MMA. You know, we talked about her on Filipino TV. We just I just brought her up. We were talking about like um, fighters that didn't reach their potential. Yeah. And and my pick was Nico Montagna because I was like, man, she was the inaugural flyweight champion. And then she, you know, lost it, had all these weight issues, blah, blah. And then she was cut from the UFC, never really fought, like fought a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And then now this and then she has this big drama thing going on about some sort of movie that was filmed about her. Yeah. that she's like, Being nude or something. There was a nude photo or something that showed up. Right? I think it's something about being nude, but I think it's also something about um, just the way they they portray her in this documentary or something so man poor girl geez louise i hope everything's okay for her that yeah. that's scary as hell man what it does highlight prince um you know lanny we had lanny chan on our podcast who's a owner of uh, stride muay thai in scarborough he was talking he did free self-defense seminars for women mm-hmm. you know at you know the one thing that nico's post kind of highlights is like look man it was lucky that i had the skills to be able to defend myself and get away from this person because these are the things that happen, right? And that's why martial arts is good for, you know, for everybody, but specifically women, you know? Yeah. And I mean, martial arts, I mean, again, it's, you know, it's another great outlet, especially if you, you know, mental health issues. I mean, it's really another thing that you can just get a lot of your stress out of. But on top of that, you learn something that's essential, right? These things happen yeah. and you, you have the skill set with you, you use it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, holy moly, scary stuff, man. Yeah. So we wish her well and we hope that everything's okay for her. Prince, uh, let's move on to Aldo versus Font. Yes. Are you excited? Oh man, this card's uh, it's underdog. It's the underdog cards. Like everyone in there is like fighting for, you know, to 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 earn a spot. And Aldo, the the champ, the legend's back. Yeah. This one's gonna. This one. This one's good. I think this so, is gonna be a good card. Let me start it off by showing a poster. This is two shout outs to our buddies at MMA Social Squad, but pow. Wow. Look at that poster. Dude, this poster is way better than the poster that the UFC made. I know I say that every time, but this time was really bad, the official one. And this is exceptionally good. Sorry. It's exceptionally good. Um, All right. On this card, Prince, what fights do we want to talk about? I do want to say on the prelims, there's Alonzo menafield versus william knight william the nightmare knight is uh, a guy that i trained with in hartford i forget if i've talked about this on the podcast before i went yeah, to hartford yeah. i went to hartford for a, a business trip yep and uh while i'm there and i have nothing to do at nighttime i always look for mma gyms to go train at so i go train at this gym it was called thornton martial arts mm-hmm. and really nice gym hard to find but really nice gym in hartford and uh, I was there for two or three days. And I was so I was trained there at night. And this guy comes in. And I think he had just fought a fight, like an amateur or a pro fight. Must have been a pro fight, maybe. Um, that weekend, he had fought. And apparently, like, he was fighting, like, the next weekend or two weekends. And everybody was saying, like, oh, this guy's on the come up. Mm-hmm. He was the size of, like, four human beings put together. But like four muscular human beings, like he was like a Voltron of like muscular people. Yeah. 
scariest guy. Like you're like, what the hell is this guy? And then he, and then we're doing drills. Like I think it was, I did, I did jujitsu and then I was doing Muay Thai and he comes over and he's like, Hey man, do you want me to help you with that? You want me to do this and blah, blah. And he was like the nicest freaking guy, like so nice. And uh, so I, I like, I was like, holy crap, this guy, like, you know, totally not what you see mm-hmm. is not what you get. And a uh, really, really nice guy. And then I was following him on Instagram. He like trains a whole bunch of like soccer moms and stuff. Like he's just a great guy. Then he won the contender series. Uh, he won a fight there and then he got in and he's had some good fights. So really excited for him, man. If you don't know who to cheer for, please cheer for uh, William Knight. Nicest guy, man. Yeah. You know what? I mean, do you, so you ever go to a Muay Thai gym and not say that you know anything? You say, oh, uh, you know, at first time. Of course. I always go to the junior class. Then, and then they'll go like, oh, you're doing very well for a beginner. And I'm like, ha thank you. Yeah, because you don't want to get thrown with like the, the no. experts and the fighters and be like, yeah, you don't know anything. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want to say you're good and then you. You're good. Up. And then you go yeah. in there like, what's, what's going on, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, just updated on Wikipedia. Very important is our friend Bam Bam yes gets his fight holy crap dude he was painting his nails getting on the flight as of monday Mm -hmm. he's getting on the flight painting his nails blah blah blah. had no opponent and i was messaging him i'm like hey man you still have no opponent he's like nope but like there's him and his coach is all flying out i mean they had all the faith in the world that something was going to happen and then they get Darian Weeks making his it's UFC so. debut, 5-0. and oh, uh, yeah. a, Looks like a striker to me uh, mm-hmm. based on his wins. He's won uh, quite a few by strikes. Who do you have winning that fight, Prince? Be oh. very uh, objective, please. No, not, not the Listen, fact that it's like your best I, friend. You know, you know what? I, I, I've made a decision. If mm-hmm. you ask me who Tough. my favorite, if you know who have made, who's my favorite UFC fighter is right now? Yeah. Bam, bam. Definitely. We know him. Yeah, of course. And he's a best friend of the podcast. So <laughs> listen, Brian, yeah. listen, Bam Bam, you're going to win this one, baby. You're going to take of this course, one. Of course, man. He's going to take it. Oh, my gosh. Like, Look, first of all, he has to. He has to beat this guy. Mm-hmm. He has to beat him, has to, has to crush him. Has, you know, big respect to Bam Bam that he is taking a guy on short notice like this, yeah. a guy who is to look at it fairly a guy who's got his octagon debut so yes mm-hmm. there's jitters yes it's short notice but he's also undefeated 5 and 0 young guy striker it's not a it's not it's not a done deal by any mm-hmm. means bam bam you know taking him on up, as he says i don't care who i'm fighting i'm just going to beat someone up so good on bam bam obviously i'm picking bam bam as well but the ufc must love bam bam in they're putting him as the as the card as the show opener right now i've got it as he's the first fight on the main card yep and hey look he he was the one who derailed this uh the north cut train right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i you know what you Bam can derail another train is that what you mean that's what i'm saying too yeah. like i yeah. i got my money on Bam, and you know what now that when i watch his fights or any of my friends are around me like oh prince you man you're rooting pretty hard for this guy i'm like he's my friend yeah i have a shirt made out of his beard hairs Beard ears, man. I played Call of Duty with that guy. <laughs> uh, next fight on the card, light heavyweight. I'm skipping one, but uh, okay, Brent. I won't talk about this, but Brandon Allen versus Chris Curtis. Pick my Chris Curtis. Yeah. Chris um, Curtis. You know, yep. I think when he started with his with his debut against uh, Phil uh, Hawes, 
ever since that counter left hook, I've been really, really favored with my fave. So I'm picking this guy. All right. You obviously did research, right? Because I did. I did. I actually, you I know see, what? I see. You make sure, just to make sure, because you know what? This, it, it's, uh, yeah, I see yeah, your I, eyes I, looking I, at notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Jamal, Jamahal Hill versus Jimmy Crute. Okay. We do know these two guys because these are two guys that got badly damaged in their last fight. Jamahal Hill uh, was the guy that had his arm snapped in half by um, Paul Craig. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Crute is the guy that got his foot, uh, the the nerve damage, yep. the drop mm-hmm. foot against uh, Anthony Leinhart Smith. So both those guys coming off bad injuries, probably Hills worse than Crute's. But uh, they're fighting. Who do you have in that? Hill or Crute? I have Crute. Yeah, I think so too. Actually, I think Crute's gonna take it. Yeah, I do love Hill, but I just don't know enough about him to give him the win over Crute. Clay Guida versus Leonardo Santos. Both coming off of losses. I, I, I like Clay. Clay's, I just, I just love him. He's uh, one of those guys that, you know, is a massive scrapper. His last fight, I mean, too. I mean, we went to the decision. I mean, they could have gone either way, but I got Clay. I'm going to go with Santos. Santos is 18, 4, and 1. Uh, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh my God. Okay. He had like, he had like a hundred wins in a row before losing his last fight to Grant Dawson had won no contest in there, but literally was on like a 10, 11 fight, no losing streak. <sighs> man, Clay Guida is a, an anomaly, but he's, he's getting up there, man. I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, uh, Santos, Santos. lightweight. Uh, co-main event. This is a banger. Holy crap. Brad yep. Riddell versus Raphael Fiziev. Who do you got? Both from Tiger Muay Thai. I got Riddell on this one. I just Riddell? Yeah, I got Riddell. Oh, I got all right. Riddell. Good. I am, going, I am going I'm going against you as I love to do. I'm going with Fiziev. He's the guy that beat my man Bobby Green. Yeah. <laughs> both both uh both Tiger Muay Thai. Both great fighters, but I feel like Raphael has the better history of fights. Like I feel like he's beaten a little bit better quality of fighters in the time that he's been in UFC. So I'm gonna go Fiziev. Why are you picking Riddell? He's on a win streak. He's in a you know he's on a streak right now. He's kicking butt. He's looking good. I think he's yeah. just gonna take well, he's it. Ten I, and this one. He's ten I think one. this one's definitely gonna be. I think it's definitely gonna go with decision. But I think it's one of those ones where they're gonna have to put like a liner. Because it just be blood all over the cage. Well, you love you love talking about liners, but uh, he's he, yes, he's on a seven fight win streak. But his last five were decisions, uh, whereas Fiziev is on a four fight win streak. He's ten and one. His la- of his last four fights, well, three of them are decision. One is a KO knockout, but his last three fights were all bonus winning: fight of the night, performance of the night, and fight of the night. I don't know. But, you know, and, and they're both friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's training footage of them and stuff like that, right? So that's pretty interesting. All right. Well, there's that. Main event, Jose Aldo versus Rob Font. I've got I've got Aldo. Yeah. I've got Aldo taking this one. Just because you know what? I I wonder, I mean, Font, you know, recently contracted COVID. I don't know how that's affected any of his training. Or his stamina, Aldo's on a two-fight win streak. You know he's won the fight against Vera, and um, 
Munoz, he's been he's been doing good. Like I think he's got a brand new like outlook yeah. in life, and he's got a brand new drive. He looks good in this division. I honestly think it's I think Aldo is going to take it, and all those, you know, it's it, I don't know, it's just it, it's different. I feel like there's a different fire to him. He's like ready to go. I think he's going to take this I know. one. it seems like Aldo's on a streak. I mean, you get to Font, and he's won four in a row over Marlon Moraes, Cody Garbrand, Ricky Simone. Sergio Pettis, who's now champion in Bellator. It's tough. At some point, Aldo's got to get too old, no? Like, at some point, Aldo's, like, mileage? I don't know. I will go for, I, I will, just to keep the streak alive, I will go against you again, and I will go with Font. I, I do like Font. I just don't know. It's weird, though. I, isn't Aldo, like, really young still, too? Like, we all think, like, he's, like, 50, but he's, yeah, he's 35, and Font is 35. 35. Yeah, and he, so he's my age, so, so there you go. So, like, yeah. listen, we, we've well, got a 40-year-old as heavyweight champ, so for yeah. 41 years. Yeah, 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 whatever he is, yeah. Um, all right, well, I'm going with Font, and we will see the card. But, I mean, the most important thing is that Brian Barbarina wins, so everybody, please tune in on Saturday. This podcast comes out on Friday, so we will all be cheering like hell for Bam mm-hmm. Bam. That's the big thing. Prince, in terms of other friends of the podcast news, I do want to say one thing is that a future friend of the podcast, we've never talked to him before, but we have we are uh, setting it up to talk to him. And in uh, Bellator, Josh the Gentleman Hill, mm-hmm. he's a Canadian uh, out of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. He's fighting, he's the number seven ranked bantamweight. He's fighting Jared Scoggins the day this podcast comes out on December 3rd. So huge good luck to him. Uh, He will be on the podcast one day and we hope to celebrate this win with him. So good luck to him. Uh, And then the other, the only other uh, fight of friend of the podcast update was for Bam Bam. So we've already done that. So that is good. Listen, they should like re-switch that whole card and have Bam Bam be the main event because that's all we care about, baby. Against against the guy making his UFC debut with five professional fights. I don't care. Bam's gonna take it. Like I'm gonna be screaming my lungs out. Like I'm gonna make sure this guy. Man, I don't know. Yeah. The last fight he he was in, it was uh, yeah, it was tough. I my girlfriend's like, hey, is everything okay? I'm like, just not feeling good. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. done for the day. We're not going out. All right, buddy. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. I think we talked about pretty much everything we wanted to get to. There's just the one thing, the gym slump thing that we still haven't got to, but we'll save that for another day. Prince, anything else you want to say before we go? Any like any news, anything exciting? You've already given away your age this podcast. So that's I know. Good. I dang it. I, we'll, we'll edit that, please. Maybe we'll uh, throw a bleep <laughs> in there. But guys, just again, another reminder, please come follow us on social media, YouTube, or wherever you get your pods by searching Fight Insight Podcast. All right? And again... Yeah. Fight inside 15 to get 15% on your first order, middaysquares.com. Yeah. All right, buddy. Next week, Chris Barnett is on the show. We will talk to him and uh, find out who the hell is this guy. Aside from that, enjoy the fights. You had a tough weekend last weekend with no UFC fights. Around now, you'll start seeing videos show up of the different ones. You can click, go watch some of our old videos. It would help us out. Prince. Tim, guys, you take good care. 
And as you guys can see, they've got a nice little monitor in the back over here. If you guys are enjoying that, um, you know. <laughs> well, it's been the same thing the whole thing. But next <laughs> week, you have plans to like put something on Ooh, that screen. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I've got some plans. All right. We'll be, we're trying to make this podcast better, livelier. We might have some go-go dancers and stuff. No, yeah. we're not. I'm just kidding because we can't afford that. But yes, Tim. All right. Have a good one, buddy.